What's up, guys? Welcome to Instagram Marketing Secrets, episode 22. Today, we are doing a recap of the recent interview of Sean Mike Kelly. If you have not heard that interview, you may want to pause this episode, go back to episode 21, listen to the interview. Uh, basically, in a nutshell, this guy's over 1.6 million followers, and we dissect his business and look into how he was able to grow that following in less than three years. And today's call is me taking all of the, the big golden nuggets from that interview and compiling it into a list. So I'm going to review it, but I'm also going to tell you guys a little bit more of what that information can actually mean to your business, because it's one thing for us to hear how someone else's business is successful and they're in a different market. And we're like, wow, that's so crazy. I couldn't do that in my market though. Or we can't really see how the psychology of what they're doing can be translated to work in our own business. So today I'm gonna give you some examples of things that I learned from Sean that I'm gonna start applying right away and that you guys can start thinking of and just realizing at the root of what he's doing like what he's doing at the root of it. Um, Excuse me to repeat myself there, but (laughs) yeah, you can understand like what he's doing and understand it further so you can actually apply it over to your own business without just thinking, oh, that wouldn't work for my business, all right? So let's get into it. There's just three major things that I took from his talk and there's lots of little things here and there um, that you guys will be able to hear and just know exactly what to do with that information. But the three things that I took from his talk that take a, takes a little bit more thought process to apply right away would be collaborations with big accounts. The second thing would be making viral content because Sean talks about how he's able to make some cool skits with the uh, celebrities in his jerseys and that content would go viral so that he would just grow like crazy from um, paying these companies to do or paying these accounts to do a post for him, right? So uh, collaborations, viral content. And then the third thing is the sales funnels that he had going on. And the one that he mentioned was one of his most successful sales funnels was actually one that didn't require any paid advertising. And it was a blog post. He His company makes a, a Trump jersey. It's pretty funny. You got to check it out. But uh, someone wore the Trump jersey to, I believe it was the high school. I need to go back to the episode and listen to be sure. But I believe he wore it to his high school and the principal kicked him out. And there's an article about it. And then people then found out where to get the jersey from and then bought that jersey to kind of support what that kid was doing. And uh, I think that's a very important lesson to learn in sales nowadays. And obviously that's an extremely profitable move for his company that he doesn't have to pay for. It's just press that leads to sales. So we're gonna talk about that as well. So let's get into the collaborations because he does does, uh, collaborations with rappers, football players, basketball players, uh, famous athletes, and really big accounts and he sends them a custom jersey and you you'll have to hear in the episode how he actually does it a little further but step one is basically he makes them a custom jersey they post about it if they get a lot of attention then he might even make a deal with them where he just 
bulk sells that celebrity a ton of jerseys for them to resell um or he makes some kind of collaboration with them where you know they get royalties um things like that but on the front end he's giving a product in exchange for a shout out essentially so how can we even just do that part to it um first off i know you guys all think okay do i have a product that i could give out and if so looking at the biggest accounts in my market how how big are they and how expensive could this product actually be with me still turning a profit in the end even if it's in the long run so for me um i'll, I'll pull back the curtain a little more i'll let you know one of my big e-commerce companies is in the aquarium market i don't want to say the name of the account if you message me i'll give it to you if you're really curious but i'm not trying to release that information on this podcast because this is absolutely not a podcast for me to be gaining followers on my e-commerce companies i could care less if you guys follow them if you're not really a customer of that industry it doesn't matter this is instagram marketing secrets and it has nothing to do with me cross promoting my other companies um but if you guys want to know what it is go ahead and message me on igm secrets instagram account and uh i will let you know what it is but the biggest account in the aquarium market is 206 or 207,000 followers which is relatively small for even a big account like because he's sending products to celebrities that have over a million followers so obviously you can spend a good hundred bucks and know that if they post to a million people you're gonna be making your money back so for me i can look at okay what products are at least at my cost between you know 20 and 50 bucks so somewhere in that range is probably a good metric because that same account with 206,000 followers, they charge $45 per post. So I would want it to probably be in that same range, but um, it would be a very valuable uh, post because when you send them a product and they post about it because you're like giving them a product for free, they get a little more stoked about it um, and they're going to give a little bit more personal testimonial to their following because it's actually their product rather than you just saying, hey, can you post this product image for me and it's a product that they've never had and they're just like sure i'll post about your product but they're not going to have that extra conviction in their tone um or they comes across when they type it um because they don't actually have the product they'll just kind of post about about it however you want them to so that's why i really do like you know getting product into the hands of these influencers not just paying them to post about it for you when they've never actually experienced the product for themselves. So think about what products you could do. Think about the biggest accounts in your market. Try to think of what an accurate budget would be um, to actually get them interested. And like Sean said, personalized gifts is also what gets them really motivated because if you think of it, assuming these accounts like if you're messaging celebrities and money is not something that they're necessarily short on are these people buying whatever they want yeah if they need something they're gonna buy it so for something to be of true value to them it has to be personalized or customized for them so i can think of one of our products that i could just give them my product but i could also 
engrave on that product like you know their instagram account name or whatever about them um, by just doing some research about this person or this account and making it personalized for them that's going to make them very excited to receive it and much more excited to post about it as well so think about the personalized nature behind this product or the customized nature because even if they aren't rich people it doesn't matter everyone would rather have something be customized to them than not customize it really adds a lot of value to the gift so start prospecting people and know that you might have to send out 20 30 40 dms before you get a couple people to agree to collaborating with you as sean was saying he really was a hustler for the first hundred thousand and after that once he had over a hundred thousand followers he was able to form collaborations with people with over a hundred thousand followers because as you get bigger it makes it so you can collaborate with bigger people and it be an even trade-off so when you're newer you're kind of like asking these accounts that usually have more followers than you to help you out unless you pay them for the post it can can be hard to you know, leverage, hey man, I'll shout you out like five times or, you know, whatever you can give um, is what you want to be thinking of. Like, okay, is there a way for me to collaborate this person with this person without me spending any money? Maybe you can think like that because in my opinion, when you are, once you start having a good following, shout outs is a currency, okay? You can use shout outs as a currency. So if you've got like 10,000 followers, and you're dealing with someone that you want to ask for help from a 5,000, they'll pretty much always agree right away. They're like, yeah, this is an incredible value to me, right? But if you're like reaching out to someone with 50K and you got 10K, it can be harder to be like, hey, I know you're bigger than me, but would you mind just shouting me out and I'll shout you out a couple times or I'll do whatever you need to. And you guys know my style. When I am the big account, I'm like, definitely, I'll do it for you. I'm like, I would, I would love to do that for you because guess what i need to post stuff anyways and i'd love to gain you as my super follower so i love it people love me in that industry honestly i'm being serious like people love that account that is not like oh they love me because i'm so great that's not what i'm trying to say i'm just saying they love me because they ask can you shout out my material i almost always say yes and, and it just gains their loyal following forever so i always do that and i don't get why people don't do that for me when i ask but in general most people don't really get how marketing should be nowadays and they think oh well you don't have that many followers so you can't help me that much so you got to get creative okay like i'm reaching out to people even on my instagram account for this podcast the collaborations that i'm trying to reach out for right now i'm saying hey you know, I don't have a ton of followers on my Instagram account right now. I promise I will shout you out down the road too. But if you could give me some attention or give me some testimonials and help me build a following, I'd love to feature you on my podcast, things like that. And I'm just thinking like, okay, what can I give first? And you, you think of the things that aren't money first. And if you have to pay money, then yeah, that's fine. You can pay money. But you try to think creatively of how you can make these collaborations where you know, at the end of the day, they're fine giving you attention if you give them attention of equal value. Of course they are, but if you don't have as much to offer, that means that you're going to have to reach out to a ton of accounts before you get some to agree. And it doesn't mean that they won't, it just means that you have to reach out to more 
before these collaborations are possible. So know that it's not gonna work every DM you send. It might take even you know, 20 or more DMs before someone's like, yeah, definitely let's do it. But once you find those people, then you have found those people indefinitely and you can collaborate with them in the future too, okay? And, and dumb accounts don't collaborate, that's it. Like anyone who's smart, whenever someone reaches out to you, no matter how many following they have, if they have good content, they got a decent amount of following, if they're an active user and you can tell they're gonna be in it for the long haul, collaborate with them in any way possible. Always think, okay, what can I possibly do to collaborate with this person? There's almost always something that you can form a win-win scenario. And a win-win scenario is so much better than a nothing happens at all scenario. So always try to prospect collaborations, even if you're the bigger account. So let's get into a viral content he talks about videos and how he would give jerseys to these accounts and to do a paid post and he would have them make a skit like a funny skit while they're wearing the jerseys uh and just knowing that the people who he's giving the jerseys to their life is about making content or not their entire life but i mean their uh, Instagram account speaks for itself that they are good content creators. You want to give them free reign of what they should do with the product, but you give them general guidelines and suggestions because you guys know that a really beautiful photo can do really well on Instagram, but the things that do amazing have a viral nature to them. And I want you to think from now on, whenever you see a video that has over 100,000 views on Instagram, dissect it like why why is it getting that many views and it's generally a video or it's generally hysterical okay just like extremely relatable it would be another thing it's relatable or it's hysterical or like it would have to be absolutely gorgeous um to in, in itself to just be like a beautiful view and and do amazing um there would have to be some other part to it um, there's also videos of people getting extremely hurt. It seems to do well. And I'm definitely not saying do that, but things that people pass around that they see and they had have not seen that before. They have not seen that. It's the coolest thing that they're gonna see today. And man, I know that I'm telling you guys, like what I'm telling you right now is still asking a lot of you, like, yeah, show them something they've never seen before. And it's hard to think of but it's at least where you want your thought process to be. And it might take a lot of attempts to make a viral video before you can make a video go viral. Um, but just know that another quality to viral videos is typically that they are extremely high quality in their, uh, you know, the video is, is very, very high quality. So think, all right, if, if I just have an iPhone, how can I make it look even higher quality? And you guys know, like, you can use certain effects and filters and things like that. And you can even just use the effects in Instagram, like even just sharpen it, add a little saturation. You guys know that that makes it look better. But the other thing to note is that natural light seems to pick up really well on phones. So do a video outside. If you're trying to make a video that's gonna go viral, do it outside. And you'll see that a lot of them are filmed outside. And it's because the lighting is so good, um, like natural lighting is so good that 
the iPhone just makes it look like it's such a higher quality video and it's just so much more appealing to the eye. So more people will start to watch it. And if you know from my previous episodes, people have to watch the video for three or more seconds until Instagram actually counts it as a view. And views ultimately is what gets the post to go viral. Um, Yes, the, the likes and the comments obviously is very important, but if it doesn't get viewed for at least three seconds, then it starts going down in the algorithm. So it, it does need to be a really cool video to start thinking and, and play off of your talent here. If you are a funny person, think, what can I do? Or what's a meme that I can make? Just that, that'd be a simple way that you can just make it right away, make it tonight. And I would say that if you do make a meme, know that memes get passed around so much that when people see a meme, they rarely attribute the person who posted it to making it. Um, People usually think when they see a meme, they're like, oh, cool, that's a funny meme they shared. They rarely think that's a funny meme that they made, okay? And uh, you guys probably can understand this as I'm saying, like, yeah, that's, that's true. Like, you don't, if you see someone post a funny meme, like, you rarely think, oh, they must be the original creator, unless they are, like, a meme account that specifically says so in their bio, like, all memes are made by me. It, it would have to be like that. So what that means is when you make a meme, you might want to add your your uh, profile somewhere in there, like your at IGM secrets, put that in there. It doesn't even have to be bold text. It can be smaller. It can be, you know, more transparent text. And it's just kind of hanging out at the bottom corner. But if a post is going to go viral, you don't want people to start stealing credit from you. And that's why people will put their little watermark for their page on content that they're trying to get to go viral or, or maybe even on all of their posts because they know if someone shares my content and they forget to tag me, I want that picture to still have a mention to my account either way. So that's definitely something you wanna do if you're gonna make a meme is make sure you put your uh, account's name in there somewhere, even if it's small, so it can always be traced back to your account. Um, So yeah, that's basically what I wanted to say for viral content there. So let's go into the sales through a blog post. And this is actually something that I do a lot of in my uh, aquarium company. And I'm gonna give you guys some really strong tips here for how to actually build a blog, even if you're not a complete expert. And this is a this is a strong topic um, that I, I need to do a whole episode on this too. I'm gonna give you guys the the big tips that I have on this process, but it really is a process that I would love to fully detail for you guys because it has been an instrumental part to my business's success, um, as well as creating website traffic. As you guys know, you can't get your website found unless you have words. Um, and then you have to have keyword repetition, right? Um, so, but at the end of the day, like the first thing you need is just a lot of words and a lot of posts. And in my market specifically in aquariums, I'll let you know how I'm doing it currently. And I'll talk about how Sean did his as well. But I make blog posts, but I can only make so many. So when I find smaller Instagram accounts within the aquarium market, they really know their stuff and they're really trying to get their word out there. Okay. These are sometimes even those small accounts that reach out to me saying, 
hey, can you help me get promoted? And I go to their account. I'm like, dang, this person really knows what they're doing. And they're truly experts in the hobby. I tell them that, hey, I will email my 1,500 emails for you. I will post to all my followers. I will make multiple story posts about you. I will post about you on our Facebook, on our YouTube. I will post about you everywhere. If you want to write an article on a topic that you feel strongly about, and um, and then they give me some ideas, and they say, oh, I, I'm good at this and this, and then I kind of say, okay, well, this would be a, a strong topic that our website doesn't really have right now, and I know a lot of people want to learn about that. So they'll make an article, and these are people that usually have three to 5,000 followers. Like they're really good. They're really good at what they do, but they might not be absolute grinders on Instagram. They might not be pounding the pavement. Like, uh, you know, most of you who are listening to this do, um, and you just go crazy on Instagram. So what do you have that they don't have? You have followers and they have expertise in a field that you may not know a ton about, or they, they just know more than you. And they say, hey, would you mind shouting me out? And I'm like, you know what, I'll do you one better. And usually these people I outreach to first. And I say, hey, you seem to really know your stuff about this. Is it something you'd want to write an article about? I will host the article on your our website. I will tag your account. I will post about you in every way possible. And I will drive so much traffic to it and build you do a substantial following over time. And when they agree, um, which they almost always do, they, they absolutely love it. They love the fact that someone gave them a chance to write about their expertise. And then I get the article and I SEO the article for them and do the basics there. And then I, um, and then if there's products in it, um, especially if like they are, there's an opportunity to mention your own product. I always ask them, I say, Hey, it seems like you're talking a lot about this right here. Do you mind if I put like a soft mention about our own product? Because it could be useful to people who are reading this article. And they're like, yeah, definitely seems fitting. Then you can just add your product in there. So that's a way that I've done it in the past. And I'm continuing to do it that way. So I can build my website faster without paying people to write blog posts for me. And just finding that win-win situation where there's people that don't have a lot of followers, but they have a lot of expertise. And then it's in a field that I may not know nearly as much about them. So I don't have a ton of expertise, but I have more followers than them. And then that's how you form a collaboration is you both find out, hey, what do you have that I don't? And then you guys swap (laughs) what you have. And, And that's as simple as it is. So get creative with it. But that's how I've generated some blog posts on my own website. And I remember like I woke up this morning to a sale that came from that blog post. And I was like, wow, yes, that's an amazing thing that I'm so glad Sean brought up because I hadn't thought of it too much before. But um, in Sean's case, you know, it's all these people that saw that Trump jersey on that kid and they, they felt bad for his situation. So they went out and bought it. And um, the thing is, is I think that piece of content was created by someone he didn't even know. So he benefited from publicity and it was amazing. Uh, he didn't have to do anything. But so you guys know too, like you might hear that and say, oh, I just got to wait for someone to publish a blog post about me. You actually don't. Okay. You can make the post yourself um, or you can do what I just talked about with the collaborating with other accounts um, that can help you out and they might want to 
be featured on your blog. Like all of them are like so stoked to be featured on your blog. So no, it's like, it's truly like a win-win. Um, but um, how else can you write content that leads to your product? Because the thing you gotta understand about online sales versus in-store sales is that people have reviews right there, okay? Um, and the reason why people like online shopping is because they like to research products before they buy them. So if they're looking at a product before they buy it, they can open a new tab, they can check out, oh, well, how much is it over here? How much is it over here? They can read articles on that product. They can look for coupon codes. They can research a lot more before they actually buy a product than if they're at a store and they're looking at it and they're at Target and they're like, it's eight bucks, is it worth eight bucks to me? And that's about the only thoughts that happen when people in-store shop. They're like, okay, it's this much money, is it worth that to me? And that's usually it. And they just <laughs> either make the decision that day or not. They're not like, I'm gonna go over to Walmart and see if I can find it there. That's way too much time to go look for a product and then have to come back to Target. So like people can research online and they do. And when people research, you wanna be the, the research that they find because your research will lead to your product, right? So you're gonna make blogs that Okay, if someone, so let, let's say you are in, um, what industry here? Essential oils, all right? You're in essential oils. Someone would type in, what are some good oils for me to use to go to sleep? And what you're gonna do is you're gonna create a blog, a blog post that has the title, or like you, this is where SEO comes in. And guys, like check out Squarespace if you really don't know how to do SEO, um, but, uh, or, or hire it out, which can be very, very expensive, at least 750 bucks a month typically. So that's why um, I would delegate it or have a website like Squarespace do it for you when you're new. But you would create an article that essentially the title of it would be, the best five essential oils to help you sleep at night. And then you would write out the article and then all of those essential oils, you'd have links for them to buy it from you. And, and it's as simple as that, but just knowing that people usually, or, or people don't always say, oh, I need lavender essential oil. And they just type in lavender essential oil. A lot of times they type in, what are the best oils to use before you go to sleep? And then they read an article that tells them about lavender and then they buy the lavender through the article. So you wanna be able to capture that traffic online too. And that's what Sean has done because there's not just the people that are coming from his Instagram or not just the people that are typing in online, hey, I need a jersey. They're also finding his product through articles um, in case they are, and so you can still capture customers that are in the research phase, okay? And that's very important. Um, so don't just cus capture customers that are ready to buy your product and type in your product. Capture customers that are researching about your product line, and then you can lead them to your product. Those are the biggest takeaways that I got out of Sean's talk. I'd love to hear what you guys took from it. And if you'd like to hear my two cents on, on anything that you took from it or piggyback off anything. I'd love to hear from you guys and tell me of what content you'd like to hear more of because right now I'm just basically laying out all these episodes on things that have been beneficial for me in my career. 
So please go to at IGM Secrets Instagram, shoot me a DM, let me know what questions you may have. And uh, thanks so much for listening today, guys. Talk to you soon.